what we're going to talk about is what vision is. This is very important for your walk of faith. God wants you to see the purpose that he has for you in this life. And it's very important. Your life is not this divine experiment. You are here at this time in history, in this geographical area, and wherever you have lived, God has a plan for you to impact this world while you're here in this short season that you're here. It's not a divine experiment. It's a wonderful plan. But it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and verse 9, it says, but as it is written, and now the writer, the one who penned it, Paul, is quoting Isaiah 64, verse 4. He says, but as it is written, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath, past tense, prepared for them that love him. So the Bible is telling us that your eye hasn't seen it, your ear hasn't heard it, it's not even entered into your heart, this plan, his plan for your life. Your eye can't see it. So then it says here, but God hath revealed them to us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. So in other words, the Holy Spirit, he reveals this plan. So when you talk, we're going to talk about vision. Vision is huge because vision is a function of your heart. It comes from your Father and it allows you to see your purpose. So it's very important. So let's, let's talk about this a little bit. And, you know, we'll take a break next week, and then we're going to come back. We'll go just as long as the Lord wants us to go. As we go through this series, we will talk about the vision of Faith Family Church. But we're also going to talk about, see, in order for the vision of this church to go forward, which is why God planted you here, because the gifts inside of you, the grace that's available to you, the faith that you have, it's necessary for the vision of his vision of this church to go forward. Well, you know our vision statement. It's reaching people, changing lives. So in other words, the number one reason why we are a church is to reach people. So everything that we will do will be put through the filter of does it reach people, right? What does that mean? That means getting people saved. You know, it's really amazing that I grew up in a denomination that is known for getting people saved, and the majority of that denomination does not believe even in the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which is necessary to empower us to be a witness. And all the fruit that they bear is just simply because they're just willing to tell people about Jesus. And so we're believing God as a church to change that culture and, and grow that culture here to where when you get up in the morning, you're thinking about, man, God has placed me here. There's fruit here. Lord, use me. I wonder what would happen in your life if you would say that every day of 2020. 
I'll guarantee you, you'd get more done. You'd probably, be, you'd probably end the year coming to church, seeing people that their lives were born again and set free, and you've been discipling them all year, right? It would change your life. It would actually enhance your life. So, so we're believing God, reaching people, and then changing lives. What does that mean? We help people come to the knowledge of the truth, the truth of God's word. We help them grow spiritually. We help them obtain, you know, grow spiritual maturity and develop spiritual maturity in their life. So we're really good at that. We're, we're, we need to get better at the reaching people thing, right? And, and here's the only reason why anybody is not good at that. It's self-centeredness. It's your living your life for you. I know people that are in the ministry that it's all about, they're so self-centered that it's all about the ministry. Because they have so much inner turmoil in their heart, so they're trying to do something for God so that they be accepted by Him, and they never get anywhere in ministry. They never really bear any fruit, because ministry is all about people. Your life with God will increase dramatically when you make it, when you make your life all about what he makes his life about. He loves people. You know, it's amazing, and you'll see people. You have to be careful because you can very quickly start living out of your flesh and all of a sudden, you don't know it. Some, some of the most carnal people that I know think they're some of the most spiritual. They actually think they read their Bible when they never do. Could, could that actually happen? Oh, yeah, all the time. They don't honor God in their life in any way. And they're living completely for themselves. Why am I saying this? And I'm like going, you know, I didn't plan on saying all this. Um, but what happens is, I don't know if you could remember, if you're, you know, if you're my age, I'm in my 50s, you know, I was in my 20s like two weeks ago. I blinked and I'm in my 50s. And when I was in my 20s, I thought, man, I've got a lot of time. But you know what? None of us have a lot of time here. And God wants us to live every moment of every day experiencing heaven on this earth it's very important you want purpose and fulfillment in your life so i would encourage you to take time and go before the lord and say help me show me what i'm not seeing show me what i'm seeing incorrectly and if you want to make jesus the center of your life it will all start with you putting time with him ahead of everything else it will change your life i can tell you this if you make god your first priority and you make your schedule around your time with him now that's tough because i mean you know you might have to bump you might you know well pastor you don't understand i just don't have time well if you know could you imagine what would happen to your life if you were not on your phone for 15 to 20 minutes a day for this whole year, you'd be a spiritual giant. Could you imagine 
if when you're driving to and from work or whatever you're, wherever you're going, if you would just put on good Bible teaching in your car instead of listening to nonsense, it, you just would, it'd be amazing how it would change your life. I could tell you this, put, now, now you could look at me and go, well, you know, you're a pastor, of course you're saying this. You work twice a week and you have all the time in the world to just be in the word of God. Do you know that it doesn't matter? I, I mean, it's just as hard for me to, today to be in the word as it was when I was working 80, 90 hours a week in the corporate world. But you know, you can still spend plenty of time with the Lord when you're working 80 or 90 hours a week. Because with him, he's the greatest time manager. And you could spend 10 minutes with him as he stirs you, and it's like four hours. You could live on it forever. I mean, it's amazing. But, it, but here's, here's what it means to put God first. It's, it's an attitude and a heart adjustment. So I want to encourage you to do that this year. Because if you'll put him first, you're going to see God move in your life dramatically. And what will happen is your life, your life already has purpose, but if you're not living this way, you won't see it. You'll, you'll go after wrong things. The Bible says everything that's in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, it's not of the Father, it's of the world, and it's all passing away. So invest in things that are eternal in your life. So I want to encourage you that way. So turn in your Bibles to Habakkuk, or Habakkuk, however you want to say that. Habakkuk chapter 2, we're going to look at verse 1 through verse 3. So just go to Matthew, and then just start flipping pages left. You'll get to Habakkuk pretty quick. And nobody will know that you've never looked at this book in the Bible before. Be careful when you get to it. Just kind of open it up, you know, because you don't want to rip your pages because some, sometimes these Bible pages stick together, right? This is not a big, a big book that we read, but there, I'll tell you what, there's something in it. You know, Habakkuk was a prophet, and, and he's, he's, in verse 1, it, it denotes that he's praying and asking God for something. And then in verse 2 and 3 is God's answer, and I want to focus in, God, in verse 2 and 3. But it says in verse 1, I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower, and I will watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved. Verse 2, and the Lord answered me. Now when you're reading the Bible and you read, and the Lord answered me, that, boy, okay, God's answering, so let's listen to what he says. And he said, write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that reads it. It's hilarious how we as mature believers, we always teach this and we always talk about it and we say this, you got to make the vision plain so that as you're running, you could read it, you know, because so, so it's got to be plain so that while you're running, you could read it. But that's not what God said. It says, make it plain, write the vision and make it plain that he may runs that read it. 
In other words, when you read it, you will run. In other words, when you have, when you walk in vision, it will cause you to see something that will cause you to run. Okay? Man, I just got goosebumps. I just got so excited because a lot of you just went, wow. I've not seen that before. This is huge. Everything with God is a flow. Everything with God is so irresistible, you flow with him. It's fresh. It's wonderful. If it's not, it just means you're living out of your flesh. And you could jump over in your spirit, and all of a sudden it's like, wow. In other words, you can go from a Christian who has no desire from God to a Christian who's on fire for God that fast, right now. Because here's the thing, you don't have to know how to do any of it because you have the greater one on the inside of you that will teach you. And he'll take you by the hand and he'll walk you right into it. It says here, verse 3, for the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie, though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. Vision is a gift from God. Vision is a function of your heart. In the same way that sight is a function of your eyes, vision is a function of your heart. The Bible talks about how that God's word is a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. Well, God's given you vision so that you can see things. Okay? Vision, what it will do is set you free from the limitations of what your eyes can see. And it will allow you to enter into the place of freedom where you're living by what your heart sees. See, the reason why so many Christians are so frustrated is they're, they're, they don't have any vision, so they're, they're not receiving that, so now they can't see their purpose, and they're just living. Doesn't life get a little crazy at times for a few people? I mean, once in a while anyway? I mean, I bet, it got, I bet it got crazy Sundays and Wednesdays. I bet it get really crazy, right? But see, here's the thing. You got to understand, God not only, see, he will energize you with the desire to walk with him, and then he will empower you to walk with him. So vision, it'll get you out of this limited, I'm walking by sight. Vision allows you to walk in the freedom of where now you're walking by what you see in your heart. It takes all the limitations off your life. In the natural realm, if you're going by what you see, now, man, I'm telling you, you're in a world system that's designed to steal, kill, and destroy. It's designed for toil. It's designed to limit you. But there is nothing in your life as a child of God you are limitless. We're not talking about teaching you how to think positive. No, 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 no. Yes, we think positive, but we think unlimited. All things are possible to him who believes. 
the, the, the game is not over. I already won the game. It's, it's, I, it might look like I'm being taken out, but it doesn't, mean if, it doesn't matter if I'm at the point of death. The word is still true, and I'm still victorious, and God will bring me out, always. But I have to see it. If I don't see it, I won't run. I won't walk by faith unless I see something. People say, well, faith, it's just blind faith. There's no such thing. To be honest with you, Sight is limited, but faith you see very clearly. You could have sickness in your body and you see very clearly that you are healed. You could have no money in your account and see very clearly that I have more than enough because I have him and he will never be late. I love that. Vision makes the unseen visible. Vision makes the unknown possible. We're talking about vision, but I got to tell you, we're talking about faith, aren't we? We walk by faith and not by sight. Vision, in other words, will inspire and motivate you. Why is it we have more access to the Word of God than any time in church history, and yet most believers are completely illiterate spiritually. We have more teaching, more revelation on who the Holy Spirit is and, and His gifts and His ministry in our life, and yet people would not know the Holy Spirit if He walked in with a bright yellow shirt that said, I'm the Holy Spirit. Wouldn't know it. But, but that's not us. Right? Because we're going to get in the Word of God. See, God's a revealer. In Proverbs chapter 29, in verse 18, it says this, and you could put it on the screen, the first part of this verse, Proverbs 29, 18, it says, Where there is no vision, the people perish. In the Amplified Bible, it says it this way, where there is no vision, and then it gives us a parenthetical definition of what this word vision is, no redemptive revelation of God, the people perish. We need a redemptive revelation. you got to know you're redeemed, because you can't see this incredible plan that he has, and you will always choose to live a lower plan the new living translation says when the people do not accept divine guidance they run wild why do we have so many empty chairs because the world doesn't look at the church as anything different it's like i know christians they live like I do. They do what I do. And then they go to church. Why would I want to do that? I'm going to go golfing. They don't see a difference. But I got to tell you, all that's done now. Because the church is going to rise up and show the world Jesus, and the world will run to them. You know, it was amazing when 9-11 happened. Churches were busting out the seams for a few weeks. 
Because the world came looking. And what did we give them? Traditions, religion, or entertainment. But no more. What does the world need? They need to see Jesus, who he really is. Not as a God who heals some and not others. That's nonsense. That's, that's not even Bible. A God, not a God who's out to get them and smack them and, and, and destroy their life. No, 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 no. Not a God who's mad at them. No, a God who loves them so much and he's wanting to come into their life and meet them right where they are and then help them and love them. It's the goodness of God that leads everybody to change their mind, right? The message, paraphrase, says it this way. If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. I mean, can't you relate to that? If, you can't, if you're sitting here today and you can't see what God is doing in your life, you're going to stumble all over yourself because your eyes are going to be totally on you. And God wants your eyes totally on him and totally on others. And he wants you living and moving in him and touching others so that he sits and he just harvests into you. And as you seek him first, he just adds everything to your life. That's life on his level. So literally, this verse says it this way. Where there is no revelation of the future, people will throw off self-control they will throw off personal discipline and they will throw off restraint. In other words, they will walk in pride. Right? So here's the big part about vision. Vision determines your destiny. See, your destiny in God is already set. He already has a plan and a purpose. He's laid out every, everything about the path He's put everything on it, all the provision, all everything. But vision will determine whether or not you walk in the destiny or not. Because you've got to see it. Your future, you've heard me say this how many times? Your future as a child of God is not in front of you. My future is not January 6th. My future as a child of God is within me. Everything is within me. And my spirit man grows things. So I allow the word of God to be planted in the good soil of my heart. And I, what is the good soil? Man, it's a soil that is just rich with a revelation of God's love for me. That he loves me unconditionally. That there's no guilt, shame, and condemnation in him. And when the word comes in, everything is all about, man, God loves me so much. Right, And so then, when the word is planted in my heart because I, I choose to hear it and meditate in it, now and as I continue in it, it produces things. It'll produce a good marriage. It'll produce ministry. It'll produce finances. It'll produce everything I need in life. So it produces things. Vision determines your destiny. As we said earlier, your life, remember, it's not a divine experiment where God allows this or does that. You know, you've heard this. Have you ever heard this before? Well, God just allowed that in my life because he wanted to see where my faith was at. Notice nobody ever quotes scripture when they say that because there is none. 
God knows where your faith is at. Right? He wants you to know where your faith is at. Right? And how will he show you where your faith is at? Well, he will, he will lead you to his word and he will teach you everything about everything from his word. Everything. That's how he corrects us. That's how he grows us up. Not by allowing the car to go through an intersection and injure you. Not by allowing you to have prostate cancer so that you will draw closer to him. The Bible does not say anywhere in life that prostate cancer, right, causes people to repent and draw near to God. It says the goodness of God does that. Vision is the key to fulfilling your life's purpose. It's the key. So God has placed within every one of his children, it's in you right now, he's placed within you a vision that is designed to give you your purpose, and in your purpose is your meaning of life. God wants you to know why you're here. Jesus was our example. Did he know why he was here? He knew exactly why he was here. The whole time, yes. That's good. And I'm telling you, he wants you to know. You're not an accident. I don't care if your parents told you you were stupid and you were nothing your whole life. Those are all lies. Don't be mad at them. Remember, the enemy's the enemy. The reason why they were that way is because the enemy was messing with them. But God has a plan for you and nothing, the way you grew up, will not stop that plan. The only one that could stop that plan is you, and you don't have to. Vision. I love it. He's placed within you a vision. So here's the thing. Vision enables you to see beyond your natural eyes so that you can live for the unseen. So that you can walk by faith and live by faith. Where there is now, now I would, if you're not going to get anything else today, which I know you're getting a lot, but where there is no vision, there is no hope. Where there is no hope, there is no faith. Where there is no faith, there is no substance and meaning to life. Never forget that. So this is why people have problems walking by faith because God's not first. Why? Because where there's no vision, there's no hope. Now, we might have some natural hope. Man, I hope I could get a new car. I hope I can do this. I really hope I can go on this trip and that trip. All while my family's blowing up, I'm not happy at work, I'm not happy physically, all this stuff. No, 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 throw all that out. We're talking about God hope. When you have vision, you get real excited about your future. And then you get real excited because now faith will bring substance to that which you're hoping for. So no vision, no hope, no hope, no faith, no faith. No substance. Okay, so that's how that works. Hebrews 10.38 says, The just shall live by faith. Isn't that awesome? 
In Hebrews 11.1, 1, it's one of the definitions of the operation, or one of the definitions of faith. And it says here in Hebrews 11.1, 1, now faith is. In other words, faith is always now. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Literally, you break these Greek words down and it says, now faith is the confidence of things expected. Because hope, Bible hope is a joyous, confident expectation. It's not if it's going to happen, I'm expecting it. Why? Because God said it. So now faith is the confidence of things expected. It is the evidence or the proof that I already have what I cannot perceive with my senses. But I don't, I don't walk by my senses because I have vision. And I see, I live by the unseen. I see in my spirit that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me when on the outside it seems like there's no way, I don't know what to do. And because on the inside... I see it. What happens is now I have vision, so it gives me hope. Wait a minute. Although on the outside I can't see it, oh, on the inside I see it. I can do all things. My Father always causes me to triumph. He opens every door that no man can close. He closes doors no man can open. He makes me the head and not the tail. See, I see that. Not with my natural eye. I see that with the vision that he's given me on the inside. And it gives me great hope that what I'm seeing on the outside, it's all subject to change. But what I see on the inside is not subject to change. Oh, on the outside, I might look like I'm being under, but on the inside, I know I'm a world overcomer. And so it gives me hope for my future. And then hope, what will that do? Oh man, that causes me to walk in faith. And faith will give substance to that which I hope for and it will change everything on the outside to line up with what I see on the inside. So are we talking about vision or are we talking about faith? Yes. Right? Literally, you could say it this way. Now faith gives confidence of things expected. The proof or the title deed that I have the things that I can't see. Not going to get them, I have them. The Amplified Bible of Hebrews 11.1 1 says this, Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of things hoped for, being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to my senses. In other words, vision causes me to live on the inside and never be moved by the outside. Oh, the enemy will sit on your shoulder and say, why, why hasn't your body changed? Why hasn't your situation changed? And the response is, ask him if you really want to know, but I've already received it. He said he gave it to me 2,000 years ago. He said if I would believe I would receive, I would have. So I believed I've received it. I, I'm, not, I'm not worried about will I have it. He said I'd have it. Right? 
Faith in action is a practical expression of your confidence in the Word of God. If there's no action to your faith, it shows that you have no confidence in God, so spend more time with Him. Don't beat yourself up. Don't listen to people who beat you up from a pulpit about that. God doesn't beat his kids up, right? Confidence grows as you invest time in something. So invest time with him. Your confidence will grow in him. Your faith will never go beyond the revelation that you walk in of God's word. It's impossible. That's why faith is never a rush. Faith is always a rest. I cease from my own works, and I'm just working out what he's working in. So you'll know your commitment level with God because your commitment level is expressed in your trust of him. If, you're, if you're, your commitment level will reveal, be revealed in trust, if there's no trust, don't beat yourself up. Go back and invest time. You are made to trust him. The Holy Spirit will lead you and tell you and show you and guide you on how that you can trust God. Always remember that faith is of the heart, right? Romans 10.10. With the heart, man believes... And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So, God has given you and I birth for a very specific purpose. God has a purpose for your life. It's very specific. There will never be another one like you. There never has been one like you. Your life is to leave an eternal footprint in humanity. In God's eyes, this is the way he looks at it, in God's eyes, that purpose is already finished. Why? Because he's placed in you the potential for fulfilling it. So God looks at it as it's already done. Isn't that cool? Because why? Because when he put that plan in you. He put in you the gifts, grace, gave you access to his faith. He gave you everything so you have the potential to walk in it. And he's with you. So you will walk in it. Jesus is not just the initiator, but he's the finisher of your faith. He's going to see with long life I'm going to satisfy you and show you my salvation. Hallelujah. A couple more minutes here and then we'll just... Let me, let me go through one more scripture and then I want to jump. I want to jump into one little thing. Jeremiah 29, 11 is a big scripture for all of our lives. Now God said this to the people of Israel when they were in captivity. Do you know God said this to you and I before we were even born again? Now we're his child. Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the thoughts. This word in the Hebrew language for thoughts is literally the word that means plans and purposes. 
You could read it this way. I know the plans and purposes that I think towards you. This word think, literally in the Hebrew language, this word means purpose. So literally it would read, for I know the plans and the purposes that I purpose towards you, saith the Lord. Keep going. Thoughts, that Hebrew word means plans and purposes. Plans and purposes of peace and not of evil. God has no evil plans for you. To give you an expected end. That in the Hebrew language, it literally means an end of expectation. In other words, your plan is designed to give you the thing that you long for. Most Christians never know what they long for. They think they long for another vacation. They think they long for a bigger house. No, no, no. I'm talking about what you long for. Because there's a divine destiny on your life. There is something that will fulfill you that nothing in this world can ever fulfill you. When you walk in that, you can enjoy the things of the world a lot more because they'll never have you. It's so important. We have to see this because frustration manifests when you don't know how to bring a vision to pass. So this is why we're going to teach on this so that you can find you can find that vision which will cause you to see your purpose so that you can now you're in a position where the Holy Spirit can lead you into how to bring it to pass so you're never frustrated. That's what this is all about.